0: Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have An Office Dog, the digital agency podcast where we're talking to the people behind the agency, the service providers, coaches and mentors to discuss what it's like working with you, the agency leader with your host, Chris Simmons, the Agency Accelerator, talking to a different agency growth partner in each episode. What they love about working with you, what they wish you knew, all will be revealed. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. And
1: I'm very happy to have on the podcast today, Josh Peacock from SEO for Hire. How are you doing, Josh?
2: I'm good. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor.
1: Whereabouts in the world are you at the minute, Josh? Because I continuously see photos of you in different places. So where are you today?
2: My base is Manchester for the time being. I've just extended my contract for another year here. So I will be traveling in between, but based in Manchester.
1: I could make make a joke about that's why you must be traveling a lot, but we won't do that. We're going to say Manchester is a nice place. Manchester is in fact a lovely place. Uh, It's brilliant digital culture as well. Um, Josh, this is your perfect opportunity to tell everyone who's listening, if they didn't know, they've lived under a rock for the last few years, who the heck is Josh Peacock and what do you guys do?
2: Yes, so I'm Josh Peacock, I own SEO for Hire, so we're a recruitment company that specializes in just SEO. So we're one of the only companies in the world that just do SEO. We have an industry-backed vetting process where we bring on podcast guests like Head of SEO on Amazon, Binance, Sage, Misguided, some of the biggest SEOs in the world. And we basically get them to review and update our vetting process so that we're constantly getting it updated. And it just means that everybody we put forward is a very good SEO. And So yeah, that's kind of what we do in a nutshell, but we do a lot around that. So as I mentioned, we do the podcast. My team does live webinars every Friday where you've been on a guest on that before. Um, It's called SEO Career Mastery. So it's everything to do with basically mastering your SEO career. Uh, We go to loads of SEO events. We hosted our first event on the start of June, which was was awesome. Thank you. It was uh, was a learning curve for our first one. Um, But I think we're we're hooked on that. We got a lot of value from it. So we're going to continue doing those events. Um, And yeah, that's what we do.
1: That's awesome. What 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 do you think? What was it that got you into SEO specifically as the niche? Was there was there a good reason for that? Or was it like there was a dartboard board of all the niches?
2: So I had the recruitment and sales background, and I had put my foot into SEO. I am not an SEO god or any expert in that sense. But Craig, my business partner, who I met on a beach in Barcelona. Um, was in SEO for, I think it was eight years at the time. He had uh, an SEO content company, an SEO link building company. And anyway, we started chatting and I was like, right, I'm starting a recruitment company of some sort. Um, And I wanted to go into kind of that digital sector. And it was Craig that said, look, I hear it all the time. He, He went and got screenshots of like tweets saying that like an SEO recruitment company was needed. So we did a few months of research on that and nearly everybody we rang up basically said, look, we. We hundred percent need it. There's so many ways to fluff a CV, answer a few scenario questions. Once they get in, and then they're out the door within the next month. So that's how we were born.
1: That's awesome. And you've got you've got two sides to this, really, haven't you? You've got, um, and all recruiters have this kind of uh, dual approach in the sense that you need to work with the agencies and with the businesses that need people, but you also need to go out there prospecting for good people that you then go through the vetting process for. So presumably. Definitely. Like balancing that's quite a lot i saw that daris has done something like 600 calls this year or something with agencies and he's it's uh th- 350
2: but we can we can go with 600 oh, if you want i mean when this goes out <laughs> who
1: knows it could it could be that that high by then and um, he, yeah. he must be you know consistently talking to people and kind of giving feedback internally about you know the the general quality of of the of the um uh, the employment employee uh, 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 side of things who who is it that talks to the agencies from that point of view more and and so well
2: D- 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 daris is involved quite a bit as well Um just because he does more candidate side, so i want him to meet the agency because you find out more about it on a call or when you meet somebody face to face it's like what they're actually looking for so i want mm. daris there from the start so that when he does place candidates there he kind of has a a better idea of like what they're actually after rather than just reading a, a document.
1: And so what is it that, like, of all of the experience you've got with agencies, what would you say is something that you love most about working with agencies?
0: Hey, voiceover guy here. <laughs> Me again. Minty Digital increased its net profits by 54% within six months with the OMG Accelerator program. Check out omg.center forward slash info. <clears throat> Sorry, Chris. Keep going. Never,
1: buy, never buying voiceover from Fiverr again.
0: <laughs> A shameless
1: plug for Charlie and for you. Yeah, I mean, double, double time. So what is it that you love most about working with agencies? Because you work in, with in-house teams as well as, as, well as agencies, but there's, there's, there's something pretty magical about agency land.
2: Yeah. So we work with all kinds of companies from all over the world. Um, And I think my favorite thing is I've always kind of been a people person. I love getting in and seeing what way agencies work because they're all different. They all work in different ways. And to me, it's really exciting going in and seeing a company that puts like their workforce or their team at the top. So they're experimenting with new things. um, Four-day work weeks, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but like things like that. And they're they're doing all different kind of things to, to basically up the morale, up the team spirit and all that so you can tell five minutes into a call if a company is genuinely passionate about their team or if they just want to see players to like get the job done so to me my favorite thing is getting into a company and seeing how much they actually care about bringing their team up basically
1: yeah so so uh, there's 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 parts to this that are kind of cultural led there's leadership aspects as well the right kind of training and it's not just about um netflix subscriptions and beanbags is it really and the four day week thing some some agencies have made it work but it, i don't think realistically it's as much of a um uh, a, a creds or a, a sales pitch as it used to be um, and yeah, if you're looking exactly. at um if you're looking at some of these these great agencies and you're seeing some of the stuff that that they're doing that kind of um makes them more appetizing to, 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 to a potential candidate. It, beyond benefits, what is it that most candidates typically look for? What's, what's the, like, what do you normally put on those profiles that you build?
2: So I actually, at our event, I did a whole talk about this. But most of candidates, yeah, you were there. Uh, most of the A player SEOs that we work with, like, yes, of course, salary is like a big factor. But mm. if you look at a normal job description, like how can you get excited over responsibilities, requirements, and like a little bit about the job? Like to me, it's just, I I don't understand how people can get excited that. So all I see is like the salary and maybe the company and then people get excited. Mm. But what we've done is we basically, our job description that we do, we build a unique web, website. We call it the golden recruitment formula, which is mm-hmm. part of that. But what we do is we try and find out, over, over from all these calls with candidates, we're trying to find out what else motivates them. And a big thing that motivates candidates that we chat to is showing them who's actually on the team and who they'll be working with on a daily basis. We've had instances where somebody's worked with somebody five years before, really, really enjoyed working with them, didn't know they were going to be part of the team. They're like, oh, I really wanted to work with Alan. Alan was my mentor five years ago. Bang. Bought mm-hmm. into the company how the company celebrates employee success, what the company culture is like. So basically what we do is we we sit down with somebody who's been there at the company for a while so we can get this and it's like email format, so it's like personal, it's not just like bullet points or whatever. Um, So how do you celebrate employee success? Is there a career roadmap? That's a massive one for candidates. Um, We've had so many candidates recently, Chris, that are happy to take a five, even 10K uh, pay decrease if they know Okay, the company has, so for instance, Studio Hawk have a great one. So they're one of our clients. I know you know Anthony and Harry. And basically what they have is they have like, what you're here with us for one year. This is going to be your salary. This is going to be some KPIs we need to hit. You hit them. Here's year two, salary bracket. Here's year three. And like the titles keep on going on with them as well. So just finding out more about the actual role rather than just responsibilities and requirements is a massive one for
1: us. And, and and I reckon that there's um, there's a lot of agencies that sit there and they go, I've put this job ad out, and actually you probably have these conversations because they try and do it themselves first, sometimes successfully, um, and then they go, why isn't anyone, why doesn't anyone want this? There must be kind of like a, well, here's here's your diagnosis, here's your audit of what what it is that's missing, and it isn't the salary yeah. because usually that's missing on most uh, most uh, job ads, but it shouldn't be, but it's not just the, the cv it's not just uh, sorry the the job ad it's it's everything that goes with it it's that stuff it's where am i going to be how do i fit in in several years time and i think as an agency leader you need to be thinking you i mean as a leader of any agency or of any business you should be thinking several steps and several years ahead you should be doing that for the people as well as the organization
2: 100 when, when i pitch this to clients they're like oh that's amazing like let's do let's do that and like as if we're giving them the website but they could so easily do it by themselves Put as much time as they could into it. they could put company culture handbooks together they could do the whole thing and the roi on that would just compound over years so like Mm -hmm. it's a a, a win-win
1: yeah and and is there anything that you normally would you kind of normally recommend to agencies once they've brought someone in they've used you guys the process is done is there any kind of like um say mop up is there any kind of post uh, placement type of work that gets done because I noticed in the years that I was running agencies first of all some recruiters you need to avoid and some recruiters you you, you should always keep on hand so when you have a good experience with a good recruiter just stick with them um, but I, I found that once the placement was done beyond getting an invoice which always made me cry a little bit um beyond getting the invoice you would you would hear nothing unless there was a problem at which point you'd be presented with a clause in a contract instead. Um, I always find that, you know, with recruitment companies, there ought to be some kind of like uh, you're hiring, you're growing, here's some support and guidance and whatever that we can, we can offer or, or even just recommend uh, that, that comes off at of the back of that to help you retain that staff member, to make that staff members value um, uh, increase. Is there, is there anything on the horizon around that sort of thing?
2: So, I'll be honest, there is some companies that just want the recruitment, they've got their onboarding stuff, settled down, um, they've got everything to a T, that it is just not a transaction like that. We we constantly, we follow up, we see how things are going, but there is the companies that it could be their first time hiring an SEO, or they've been Mm -hmm. doing PPC for a while and they want to build out an SEO team, or they've been outsourcing SEO to an agency and want to build an in-house team, um, Mm -hmm. still agency side where we'll bring on so craig loves this craig loves going in and seeing like this is the way you should structure your team Um, and like a big one for us as well chris is defining the service there's a lot of times a client will come on to us and they're like okay we need this like but we'll look through and be like well actually you need this they're like oh well somebody else told me you need this but i was like but we've just gone through we've just done 30 minutes of what you actually need like i think you guys need this so if something like that does happen, we have got ongoing relationships where me and Craig will jump on a call every every month, every two months, whatever it's really needed and just make sure everything's smooth sailing. Is there any help that's needed? And that kinda of always like I don't don't mean it. We're not doing it in a selfish way, we're doing it in a way because we want long lasting relationships. Yeah. But a lot of the times that does end up being like, Oh well actually the person you put in is like smooth sailing's done this. We actually need an SEO exec underneath it, mm. or we need content side or something. So yeah, we can't see. Like I even said it on a on a call the other day. I was on a U.S. call with. There twelve people showed up to the call for the proposal, which is like the biggest I've ever done. I, I thought it was going to be like two, three people max. But that's one thing I said is that we're not here for just transactions. We're a young company. We've only been around for two years. I want long lasting relationships. I want, like, even if we don't get any money from it, I want to be able to come bring advice or, yeah. or, or bring whatever it is, and like me and Craig have done that plenty of times, where we've gone on a call where we think it might be a sales call, but it just ends up being like, well look this is what we do, this is what class clients in the past have done, this is what you should do, and they just take it and, and go with it and don't use it as a recruitment company, which hopefully pays off in the long run, but
1: yeah yeah absolutely and um, uh, we we touched on you know what distinguishes some of these agencies is ones that you love working with and it's you know there's a plan for, for progression it's not just about you know beanbags and stuff like that and um, what is it that you I'm, I'm sure you've had a, a few calls with you know, a few corkers that you've kind of sort of thought we, we can't for our own reputation place people in these places Um obviously not naming names or anything like that but is there anything that's like a common thread that you've noticed when when there's people that you can't work with at that point point? Um what 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 are some of those commonalities that you've seen
2: yeah, so there's a few companies that we have blacklisted and uh, where we we haven't worked with them. Uh, a few of them I worked in the early days when it was just me on the team doing everything. In my head, I was like right, sales equals company is going to survive, and it was like everything going forward. And a few of those companies where we had problems were just salary. Just and this this is only in my experience happened in the UK and uh, in the US salaries. They, they, they jump out all the time. But in the UK, there's been three companies, I can think off the top of my head, um, where we've gotten in and at the start, we've said, look, you're not going to find somebody on that salary for what it is. And they're like, oh, well, we've done it in the past. We did it seven years ago, <laughs> right? And I'm like, what? okay, we're seven years forward. Uh, and they just won't move. And there was one time I, could, I remember an instance where it was for an SEO manager role. I think it was a 30K salary. Um, I brought a few people in. They interviewed them, and they didn't wait until they waited until like the third or fourth interview, where it was like coming back to me, trying to negotiate with it. While this candidate's gone out on the limb to try and do this, and they just just don't budge. And they're like, Josh, I could find somebody on this. I'm like, well, go go do it then. Um, So when it comes to that, like, yeah. um, As well as that, there's a lot of companies that come in, and they're like, kind of as I mentioned earlier, where they're like, okay, I want this. And then we go through a few things and we're like, well, like, I think we'd advise maybe doing this and this mm-hmm. differently. And they're just completely stuck to it. And we've had instances where like three, four, six months down the line, somebody's come back being like, yeah, this hasn't worked. We need to do this. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, And, and, and the, the, yeah. the problem with quite a lot of this is, you know, agency leaders, I was one, I know what it's like. You've got the most massive ego. I've obviously humbled an awful lot in the last few years. Uh, but uh, you've got massive egos. It's very hard to sort of be told something isn't quite how you want it to be so when it comes to uh no i can do it this way or i've done it this way before yes uh it's almost always going to be wrong if you come in it, it right pig-headedly it's going to disappear it's get you aren't gonna you aren't gonna get there it's hard
2: well, do you know what? I, I used to be really bad at it. I used to be really bad at it when somebody told me something differently and I'd like invested time into like thinking about it. But I've, uh, one of my favorite books called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel, And one of the agreements is like, don't take things personally and don't make assumptions. And I read it recently and something like clicked in my head. I was like, oh yeah, that thing that somebody's been telling me, it's actually to help me. It's not to like go against people, but i think it's just nature especially in men as well
1: yeah there's there's, there's definitely that trait for sure and i th- but I, th- I think people typically if you don't usually start an agency because you're timid and want to keep out of the way um and usually you have some early success and do quite well and you then sort of get that kind of belief that you know your idea must be the best idea because it's your idea and um, it's really hard to be challenged anyway, because, you know, human beings don't like to be wrong anyway. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I one of the big watersheds for me in my life was just genuinely genuinely realizing that actually if I just if I seek to understand before being understood, then it's a hell of a lot easier to get more from people and like just just work out a nuanced way of doing the thing that you were gonna do and and share the credit for it. It feels a hell of a lot nicer. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's one of my favorite books as well, by the way. My, my dad made me read that when I was like 15, seven habits of highly effective people. There
1: we go. There we go. Books everywhere, everyone. Uh, we've got a load of behind <laughs> me, but I haven't read any of them. They're just for show, except for the one that I wrote, Um, talking about humble. Uh, <laughs> there we go. There it is. <laughs> um, so you've got a magic wand. SEO for hire is they want to do, you want to do a bit of R&D tax credit reclaim. Um, You're working really hard. Um, And you've decided Craig's come up with a clever idea to build a magic wand for agencies, but you can only use it once. It's the test one. So what one thing do you think you'd change about all agencies in one go? (laughs)
2: Tricky question. It's a tricky question. My recruitment background is trying to say that they'll increase their salaries, but I don't think that's going to happen.
1: It's a reasonable request, but let's just say that the magic wand declines.
2: Okay, right. well, we need to flip the magic wand then because we <laughs> need to
1: do a better job. But
2: um, I think what I would do is I would love for agencies, especially digital marketing agencies, to put more, what's the word, more enthusiasm into an SEO team and to build it out because a lot of the companies that we talk to, they might be big on different side of the teams, but their SEO team is always invested in probably the least uh, At least that's my experience in it anyway. But so, and and as well as that, like SEO teams, you don't, you don't, on average, you don't get massive SEO teams. You know, it's normally somebody at the top, maybe three or four people helping out. But a lot of like, I'll I'll give you an example. One of our um, clients are the number one health uh, supplement review, sorry, number one reviewed trust pilot health supplement company, if that makes sense. That was a a bicycle Um, over in the US, but they came to us earlier in the year. And they were like, right, this is our budget, we've got this, and we want the best, and we want to build from the pyramid down, instead of bringing in kind of average or or beginner people. And so we placed somebody on, I think it was 115K salary, SEO director, from them, they're like trickling down, and we're bringing in people in back underneath them. But like, they've come back, and they've showed us the results that they've done from SEO. And they were always doing SEO, they were just outsourcing it to an actual agency, Mm -hmm. rather than building an actual team. So... I guess if I could wave a magic wand, it would be it'd be that invest more into your SEO team.
1: And final question: haven't told you this one's coming, so hopefully this will be all right. Uh, what do you think the big trend in SEO teams will be in 2024?
2: <laughs> I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna go more. More managerial roles, I think, and mm. um, more leadership roles. I think we're going to go more. I think maybe instead of having one SEO director, it would be maybe multiple at the top helping out. And it's basically what I'm trying to say is more skilled people on the team. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want to get bitten for that one, but I, I think know, more skilled this, people. This is why a prediction the is a
1: prediction. It, it could be wildly inaccurate. I mean, most famous commentators get these things wrong, and you see them in the news later on uh, how ridiculous that was as the guy that said the fax machine yeah. uh, no the internet's going to be as good as the fax machine or something was, you know he was definitely wrong um but you know with yeah. the, with the way that technology's changing um investment in uh, skills and creative and critical thinking people management and leadership skills are likely to do better for an agency than say um uh, someone who's going to sit there for 20 grand a year writing 1000 title tags
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, do you know what we, we just onboarded a client recently in the last month, and they don't have a big SEO team, but they've got six SEO managers, um, which is like quite big. What's also cool as well is on a Friday they put down their actual client work, and they all get together and build affiliate sites together. Oh, I like that idea. Well, that
1: was pretty good. That, cool. that, that, that um, learn learn through doing stuff is. I think that's where um, some of the best SEOs ever will come from. Um, because you break stuff and you learn from it and you build something and you see the results. And if you can make a few quid from it, obviously great. But if you learn as you go, it's a brilliant way of proving that you actually have skin in the game rather than it's just a job. 100%. Josh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me, Chris.
1: In in our next episode, we'll be speaking with another agency uh, recruiter, probably. No, we don't like other recruiters. We, like, we only like Josh and, and the SEO for Hire team and all of the other recruitment partners, of course. <laughs> um, thanks very much for listening and speak to you all soon.